You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and I always state that I'm anxious to represent here the wondrous contribution that the Irish continue to make to Canada on a whole load of levels. And I've mentioned how we have people in the arts, we have people in uh, all sorts of roles in high tech, in um, everything. We also have people across the country, coast to coast, who are involved in politics. And that goes from the highest political offices down to regular local politics. And the Mayor of Burnaby is a guy by the name of Mike Curley, and he comes from Maherfelt in Northern Ireland. And um, he came to Canada in 1983, and at that stage he was a young man of 25 and loves music and Gaelic football. So we're going to get into that. Mike, thanks a million, first of all, for taking the time coming along for a chat. I'm very pleased to be on here with you. It's, 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 it's great to be part of this today. So, Mike, 1983, uh, tough times in the north of Ireland. Um, you obviously recognised that the future was not in the north of Ireland. Well, certainly they, they were very tough times, you know, from the mid-70s, even from the early 70s, up and until the peace process um, took part. And, and certainly the area I was from was, was just like any other area, very seriously affected by uh, what was going on in the north of Ireland at that time. And, uh, you know, at every turn of your life, you, you couldn't miss but uh, be part of some of the serious issues that were going on there. And, of course, the danger was, even on the periphery, you would potentially find yourself sucked in or not even sucked in, but just uh, suffering from the, out of the effects of what was going on without you necessarily being in any way involved. Well, exactly. I mean, you know, I played music all, all over Ireland um, during that period of time, and certainly I lived through the Miami show band debacle, which, uh, which uh, caused... Uh, a real ripple through the music scene, especially in Ireland at that time. And uh, so it was, you know, every time you went on the road in Northern Ireland, you, you never really knew what you were going to run into or what, you, what was going to happen on the way there. So so they, they were definitely tough times and tough times to live there. But I will say that the people of Northern Ireland are still amazing. And, uh, you know, they have still have this ability to laugh at themselves and make jokes uh, like no other, I believe. So um, there are still a, a, a lot of very great people from Ireland but and Northern Ireland too. So, Mike, when you say that uh, you were on the road and you mentioned music, were you involved in music? Oh, yes. I played in uh, a music scene pretty much all over Europe and, and indeed across the world. It was actually music that brought me to Canada in the first place. And I came to Canada first in 1975, and I actually had my 17th birthday in Vancouver while I was doing a tour here in 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 Canada at that time. Now you're being very coy, and you you're refraining from when you were doing a tour. Like, who were you with, and what were you doing? Well, we had a band at that time uh, uh, from Ballymena in Northern Ireland. We were called uh, Young Fontana at that time. Yeah. And um, and uh, you know we played many of the top cabaret places in England, uh, Scotland, and Wales, as well as all over Ireland and in parts of Europe as well. So, so when we came uh, uh, to, to Canada in 1975 as a very young group and uh, really really enjoyed our time in Canada and it always stuck with me when I went back to, to Ireland to uh, get back into my life there. Right. So, so yeah. and, and the music scene in Ireland at that time, 
Um, so you would have been on the, the dance hall scene both north and south. So the stories as depicted in the Miami show band uh, documentary with Stephen Trappers were very much part of what you were living at the same time also. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, the, that Miami show band, I just had got back from Canada when that happened, and we had actually played in Banbridge uh, earlier earlier that evening. Um, well, Banbridge was, was the road, not Banbridge, sorry, we played in Newry, but uh, Banbridge was where the Miami show band played that, that same night. So, so you know, it, it hit very close to home. Yeah, I'm looking here at a photograph of the young Fontana, and um, you're certainly, your haircut was a little bit different then. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could uh, lay claim to that type <laughs> of hair now, but uh, unfortunately I can't. I've gone down the roads of many, and uh, uh, the razor is more appropriate for my hair now. Right. right. So then you came over to Canada. Uh, when you came to Canada, what did you do at the beginning? And what did you, you spent many years in, with the Firefighters Association, but um, what, what brought you, when you landed, what were you going to do, or what did you do? Well, I actually played music uh, for, for quite a while all around Western Canada to uh, attain my landed immigrant status. That was actually how I, how I was able to attain that. Uh, but then I went back, fell back on my trade, and I'm a carpenter by trade. So I, I went into being a carpenter for a few years, and then I was lucky enough to get hired on the fire service here in Burnaby and spent 30 years as a firefighter here. So... You know, things seem to fall into place for me, um, and uh, you know, I was very fortunate to be able to to do the things I got to do here in Canada and make a difference in, in many people's lives. I believe so. So that's what I really enjoyed doing. So, Mike, why did you go to Vancouver over Toronto or some other part of the country? Well, because I think it's going back to that first tour we did in 1975, where, where we had such a successful time, and we're so very well accepted by by uh, the people of Vancouver and, and all the other areas we went to at that time in British Columbia. So I was always so attracted to coming back to Vancouver. Right, right. So then, at what point, um, having spent your career with the fire service, um, did you transition to say, it's time I got involved in community work and get into politics? Well, with the, the, the fire department out here, I, I played um, roles with our charitable society and was actually president of our charitable society and got really involved in the community side of work, especially uh, with the underprivileged um, in our city. And I saw big needs, in, especially on the homeless fronts and, uh, and you know, people being uh, driven out of their homes because they couldn't. You know, so expensive to live here now that it's almost impossible for ordinary working people to actually find a home, not just in Burnley, but anywhere here in the Lower Mainland. It's uh, the, the the costs have, have risen so high that I, you know, I felt that I had to get involved to to try and, and turn that around a bit, where working people could actually live uh, here in, in in Burnaby and stay here in Burnaby and raise their families. And, and but the homeless situation, and we were very doing very little to help with the homeless situation, uh, was really what uh, got my mind turned in that direction. 
And would you say, Mike, your background and growing up and the influence that uh, Ireland had on you would have influenced your attitudes and something like that? Well, there's no question that, uh, you know, seeing the things that I had seen growing up in Northern Ireland and seeing, you know, people, not all people being treated as equally and as fairly as they should have been, that uh, there's no question that that played, played a big role in, in uh in my thinking as to as to where I am now, but the most important thing to me are people mm-hmm. and if we if we can't treat our people well uh then uh, really what's it all about because at the end of the day life's you know people are really what make make us all so that's that's why i I got into politics and coming from your background of course. Uh, and it's a background we share in a variety of ways. Um, you came from a very partisan background where at local political level, so many of the decisions that were being made by local uh, councils were based on not what was the best for the total community, but what was best for a portion of the community at the expense of the other portion of the community. It must be very refreshing for you that you're in a position where you can look at the big picture and say, I'm trying to help everybody, and these kind of issues are not something that appear in your thought process. Oh, that's correct. Um, you know, certainly I, I grew up uh, seeing enough of people, you know, for example, not being allowed to get jobs because they went to a certain school or had a certain or grew up a certain way, and, and um, you know, that was very, very wrong and probably was the you know, what really caused the troubles um, in Northern Ireland to start off with. I grew up in, the, in, you know, very close to Derry City. And Derry City, when those troubles were really at its height, 80% of young men between the ages of 16 and 22 were unemployed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that does not make for a very wholesome society and a society that will work in the long run. So... Definitely, that framed a big part of uh, of how I believe that uh, people should be treated. And would you say then, when you sit around the council table, um, that you're able to bring to that a, a life experience in more ways than one that many others, while Canada is very much an immigrant population, but that your particular scenario where you came from and the experience you had give you a strength that maybe many others are lacking? Well, you know, everyone brings their strengths to the table and their weaknesses, as I do. So, um, you know, but I, I think that certainly my upbringing gives me a very grounded approach uh, to the realities of of, uh, of life and uh, what regular people need to actually, you know, raise their families in, in a very positive sort of way instead of having to worry about are they going to be discriminated against or are they going to not be treated equally mm-hmm. um, you know so in Canada we're very lucky to have a society that there's very little of that that happens mm-hmm. and uh, but we have to always be very sure that we're that everyone's getting treated equally has an equal chance to play a big role in our society Looking at the bigger picture, Mike, we now, the Irish um, Republic of Ireland has a consulate with uh, Frank Flood uh, in Mm -hmm. Vancouver and a great 
uh, indication that the Irish government recognises the strength of the relationship between Ireland and Canada. And, of course, there's direct flights from Vancouver now to Ireland. Mm-hmm. It must be very rewarding and satisfying for you to see that recognition and to see the infrastructure that comes with it. Well, absolutely. I mean, the, the, um, the number of young Irish that are here in Vancouver right now is quite amazing. And, and Frank Flood, as you mentioned, is doing a wonderful job um, in bringing our community together and, and working with our community. And, and I know he's worked uh, diligently with the airlines to, to ensure that there's, you know, better access from Vancouver to, to Ireland. So Frank has done a great job, and I've had the pleasure of spending a few hours with him and his wife and uh, certainly uh, very pleased with the work that he's been doing. So, Mike, as you look to the future and what you'd hope, how long um, is your term, this current term, and how long do you see or do you hope to spend continuing to be active in politics? Well, my term uh, will run for another three years, and uh, how long I, I will be involved in politics remains to be seen. Um, but certainly I would hope to at least do another term, which would be a four-year term, um, if, the, if the voters will add me, of course. But, uh, you know, I will keep trying to do the right things for our community and, and for the majority of people in our community at all times. Right. Well, I'm going to wrap up here, and I want to say it's been a real honour and a pleasure to be able to chat with you, and I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. And uh, uh, hopefully that when it does come around that the voters recognise the uh, benefits of having an Irishman at the helm and put you in there for another four years. Thank you for that. I I certainly hope so. Uh, I I just wanted to touch on the Gaelic football, though. um, Indeed. Which we haven't had a chance to touch on. Um, You know, I had the good fortune growing up to play for a a very successful club team. Uh, My club team was called Lavi. Uh, Lavi GAA and um, or Lavi Iron Zone, we were called, yeah. and I also had the good fortune to represent my county at under 21 level. So, yeah. so I really enjoyed the game. And, and if there's one thing I miss most of in Ireland is the Gaelic games. So, but uh, right now here in Vancouver we have five teams. So yeah, it's, there's uh, a great vi- it's really picked up. Yeah, there's a great revitalization indeed, not yeah. just of games yeah. but also of. Um, a variety of other things, as we talked about earlier, music. But indeed, um, the GA right across the country is a powerful organisation. And I think it's good to plug here, for both of us to plug, that the GAA not only is a sporting organisation, but is a tremendous organisation when we talked earlier on about mental health. And the GAA is very committed to supporting people and encouraging people, if there are mental health issues, to reach out within the GAA and seek support. And they have the channels to help people. Yes, and I'm very pleased to hear that the GAA has picked that mantle up because it's such an important issue, as we know, for many years in in Ireland and all over the world. You know, we're seeing a lot of suicides, especially of young people. And uh, certainly that's an issue that we all need to address. Indeed. Well, we've been chatting with Mike Hurley, the Mayor of Burnaby, NBC, and it has been an honour indeed. Thank, thank you so much.